it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company. Always like this uh, this band. It took me a while, <laughs> but uh, and you don't even long. know who this. Hey. You don't even know who this is. Who is this? Uh, is this Nirvana? Very good. All right, you're not as old as I think you are. All right, good. Carry on. <laughs> not not totally stuck in the 60s and 70s. Carry on. Hey, Broncos Blast is next. It's Raiders week. We'll have Ian St. Clair break down and predict that game. And I uh, don't recall, top of my head, how he predicted this one coming in. So it'll be exciting for me to hear. Before that, we will talk about the status of, uh, of Drew Locke, the quarterback, who I am extremely disappointed in. And we'll get to that after we tell you that it's brought to you each week by Framed Art. Broncos Blast. Keep calm. Frame on with Brian Hart framed art halloween who came and went but if you check out this week on twitter and facebook what they did they created a piece for the 2021 city of englewood annual calendar they're friday the 13th yesterday is spooky and so they created a place they uh, can do the same thing for you working with their valiani computerized mat cutter and bright core crescent mats from personal to sports memorabilia to museum quality fine art the award-winning framer for all of metro denver is brian hart at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. And then we welcome in Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. He is the co-host of the Mile High Report radio podcast and lead writer at PlayColorado.com. Uh, Ian, before we get, get into Raiders week, I said last week was the week 
where Drew Locke was set up to shine to show he is the quarterback of the future. When you're down 27 to 6 and 34 to 13 in the fourth quarter, and then you start scoring points in in almost garbage time, I mean that's what makes backup quarterbacks legend, not starting quarterbacks. Well, I, I, I contest the, the garbage time because the Falcons aren't exactly 8-0. They're not exactly the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've already lost their head coach. So they're not exactly going to take anything for granted. And I don't think defensively they were going into prevent defense at that point. I think the key issue with this is they need, and I said this going into the game last week, Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio and that coaching staff have to get this team with whatever they're doing in the fourth quarter, doing it at the start of the games. Because whether it's just letting him go out and play, whether it's just doing simple reads, since he is still a quarterback that's only started and played 11 games, it's doing the things that coaches are supposed to do, and that's putting players in a position to have success. And I, I totally get that there's the other side that you still have to go out and execute. But whatever they're doing in the first half is not working. There's a stat that I put in my preview at PlayColorado.com where the Broncos have trailed by double digits after one half of play in five of their eight games this season. You can't do that. And to me, that's on the coaching staff for not adjusting what it is that they think that they're going to be able to do in the first half and doing what they're doing in the fourth quarter. It sounds simple, but to me, that it really isn't that difficult. So whatever they're doing in the fourth quarter, transfer it over to the first quarter. Whatever they're doing offensively, let him do that in the first quarter, whether it's up-tempo, whether it's simple reads. <clears throat> There's things that you can see that Drew Locke can do, so let him do it. Uh, Ian, I, I tend to agree with you on that. I, I, I think it's way too early to say this game or that game decides if Drew Locke can be a quarterback in the future. That, that, to me, you start at point A is the start of the season, point B is at the end of the season. You just want steady progress. You want to be a better player at the, at the end of the season this year than you did at the beginning of the season. That's all I'm looking for. Game by game, this game is not a prove anything in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But I have a different angle for this. I, I see a quarterback who never has a pocket to throw out of. I mean, I, I know, I, I was stunned. I looked at Pro Football Focus this week, and Garrett Bowles is supposed to be having this great year. I will ask this, and this falls in your wheelhouse, uh, Ian. How many sacks would Garrett Bowles have given up this year if Joe Flacco was still the quarterback? So that's one thing to consider. But Garrett Bowles, uh, they're, they, they're, um, McGregor's getting kudos. They're, they're, they're giving kudos to the Broncos' offensive line. Now, I don't break offensive line play down individually. Maybe I should talk to Mark Slareth about this. But I look at it as, as a unit. As a unit, I think the offensive line's been awful. There's no place to, there's no holes to run through. The backs are creating their own space to run through. And their pass protection's been hideous. How do they, how does Garrett Bowles, how does all these offensive linemen getting all these kudos and Drew Locke getting all this heat when the young man does not have a pocket to throw out of ever? I, I tend to agree with you because it, they're down to their second starting guard. And even when Graham yeah. Glasgow was playing, he hasn't played because he tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's right. I'll be curious if he's if he's back on uh, Sunday against the Raiders. But they're also they be. were also down to their their third right tackle on yep. on Sunday. So that that's something to keep in mind too. Hopefully, Demar Dotson's able to come back because when Elijah Wilkinson was on the field, he wasn't exactly chopped liver when he was out there. Dalton Reisner, I think, has really struggled this year. I I think he has had a sophomore 
sophomore slump. Um, and I, I, I think the struggles with Lloyd Cushenberry were going to be expected since he's a rookie center. So I, I, I agree with you on the offensive line. He hasn't Drew Locke hasn't exactly been helped with the pockets that he's had, and they haven't exactly been opening it up. Um, Philip Lindsay has shown his vision to to get yep. through the hole and get those yards when he's when he's been called on to do it. So I. I I, I do think that offensive line is going to have to be something that that John Elway targets this offseason. We I say think that every it, year. It's time that, yeah, it, it, but it, it's time now that, yep. that they have. They're going to have their their evidence on on Garrett Bowles. Whether they agree with some of the people who think that he's had a good year, I, I think the bar was low to begin with. But I think right. he has had. Uh, a, a good year for Garrett Bowles, so we'll see yep. what they do with that. As for Drew Locke, I think it's way too early. I, I think people, um, and not to say Michael is doing this, but with what Patrick Mahomes has done in Kansas City, I think it's completely altered how people view rookie quarterbacks. There are still going to be times that they struggle. There's going to be ups and downs. And it, and I said this a few weeks ago. I'm not comparing Drew Locke to John Elway, but in 1983, John Elway did not look like John Elway. John right. Elway struggled mightily over the course of that season, and at least to Drew Locke's benefit, he hasn't lined up under guard yet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> You know, I agree with you guys on a lot of this. The offensive line has not been stellar, but it doesn't absolve Locke. And and I and I personally would hold the coaching as as responsible as you mentioned, Ian, as as I Drew Locke, still agree. throwing off his back foot even when he doesn't have to, still abandoning the pocket too soon, um, not climbing the pocket. pocket, doesn't know. I disagree. There are times when you can step forward and you can make things happen, but he doesn't seem to know what to do. Is that Drew Locke? Is that coaching? It's maybe equal parts. It's certainly coaching. I agree with all that. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'll ask, uh, you know, like uh, Ian, this has it come to this? The best player in offense, the uh, all pro midseason, is Garrett Bowles, <laughs> the only offensive uh, uh, pro bowler, like uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Is he the best player on offense this year? I, I wouldn't say that he's the best. I, I think he's been the most consistent. And I, that, that's, I would have never thought in a million years I'd ever say that about Garrett Bowles, but he, he's been <laughs> the most consistent. And, and, I think, and I think that's the issue with, with Drew Locke. And I think when you speak about his footwork and, I think you, and you talk about his ability to read the pocket, that comes with experience. That comes with playing. And I think the issue, and, and Mark has touched on this, a lot over the course of the season is he didn't get the ability to have mini camp. He didn't have OTAs. He didn't have a normal training camp. He didn't have preseason. And I think all of that ties into this. And it's still a quarterback that's played 11 games. So I, I, the footwork issue is definitely something that he's going to have to work on. It's definitely something that he has to get figured out. And I think that ties in with his accuracy. I think that's why you see him making overthrows on times. But I think it's stuff that can be figured out. I think it's stuff that can be, if we're if, if, if the Broncos, and especially Broncos country and the media, is patient, I think he has the ability to work it out. I, 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 I think these issues are things that can be corrected. And I think part of it is coaching. I think part of it is doing what, I mentioned this earlier, doing what coaches are meant to do, especially at the NFL level, at at any professional level, is to put the players in a position to have success. Every every person in the league, more often than not, can play. They have the ability. 
can the coaches put them in a position to have success? And I joked well, I agree with Adam that. on our podcast. Yep. I, I joked with Adam on our podcast this week. Maybe there's a way to have Mike Shanahan come in and help Pat Shermer with the first 15 scripted plays because that's <laughs> right. obviously something that Shermer struggles at. And then maybe he's able to to work with Shanahan, who is, I think, the best ever at this. Because it's not like Shanahan's busy right now. Maybe he could be like a professor laureate where he just gives <laughs> not, his advice. Not while Joe Ellis is there, apparently. Yeah, uh, but and we'll yeah, get into yeah. that another time. Hey, Ian, we're running out of time. It's Raiders week. I know you've got the plan for the Broncos to upset the Raiders in their first game ever against each other in Las Vegas. And I also want to get your prediction if they will pull it off. All right. So on the podcast, I initially predicted that the the Raiders would win, and I have gone full Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. I I just I can't do it. I, there's no <laughs> way I can do it again, even if I think it will, because I still think the Raiders are the Broncos' biggest rivals. I I I despise the Raiders. I hate the Raiders. I am a Raider hater through and through. For them to do it to to pull the upset, they have to come out offensively in the first half, in the first quarter. They cannot trail at halftime by double digits again. So they have to come out and whatever they're doing in the fourth quarter do it in the first. That's how they can get the upset. I think defensively they'll have enough. Hopefully, well, Shelby Harris has tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to be there. That's going to be a big loss. I think Bryce Callahan and A.J. Boye are going to be able to play. That should help the secondary. It's all offensively to me. They have to be able to come out from the from the jump and score points, move move the ball down the field. If they're able to do that, they'll win. I'm thinking that they're not going to be able to do it enough. I think the Raiders are that enigma that they've beaten the Chiefs. I, I think it'll it'll be close, but I think the Raiders are going to come out on top, 27-24. So you you are going Raiders. <sighs> Yes, and I do not uh, hide it. Despite the Jim Carrey uh, qualifier. (laughs) Despite the Jim Carrey. All right, we will read you game coverage tomorrow's uh, pregame column, horse tracks tomorrow morning in Mile High Report, and we'll listen to Mile High Radio podcast with you and and, uh, Mr. Malnati uh, this week. Thank you, uh, Ian St. Clair from Mile High Report. And that's our Broncos blast. Hey, coming up next on Monday on Thursday Night Football, if you were watching uh, uh, the Titans, uh, we're blowing a game to the Colts by by breakdowns in the kicking game. Did anyone say to the Titans, remember the Rams? Well, the Rams, the Colorado State Rams, were playing on a different channel and getting three block kicks returned for touchdowns. <laughs> talk about showing you how to lose a game with the kicking game. We'll talk about all of that uh, next at uh, Ram Roundup with Kelly Lyle from the Fort Collins, Colorado. Stay tuned.